Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Yesterday we started a new set of programmes, Colin. You've just come back from your holidays. You're incredibly encouraged by the revelation that God has given you whilst you've been away. We're talking about what it means to know that we enjoy the fullness of God. I said yesterday that God really only has one gift to give us, and that's Jesus Christ. And he gives us Christ to be in us by the life and power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. So Jesus said, I have come that men may have life, have known its fullness. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive Jesus in all his fullness. So Paul says the secret, the secret of the Christian life is this, Christ in you. And we just looked at the end yesterday at that word from John chapter 1, verse 16, where uh, John explains when he's talking about Jesus coming into the world, from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace upon grace. And we can have the grace of God without limit, without any measure in our lives, all of us who are born again, day by day, because God has already given us the gift of Jesus. He hasn't given us just a blessing from Jesus, but he's given us the gift of Jesus. The secret is this Christ in you. Now, let's begin to get very specific about what this means. When, uh, when he's writing to the Corinthians, Paul says that God has, it is because of what God has done that he has placed us in Christ. Now, the only reason why Christ can live in us is because we are in Christ. Do you remember that Jesus said to the disciples at the Last Supper, just before he went to the cross, live in me and I will live in you. Abide in me and I in you, or remain in me and I will remain in you. Different ways to translate it. The Greek literally means go on continuously living in me and I go on continuously living in you. Now, Jesus Christ came with the fullness of life. He is our life, the scripture says. We are living in his life, and he has put his life into us by the Holy Spirit. So Paul explains to the Corinthians that he is our wisdom from God. Jesus Christ is our wisdom from God. So if Christ is living in me, and Christ is living in you, Christ is living in everyone listening now who is born again, you have within you the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is not just in a book, not just in the Bible, but the wisdom of God is in you. Now there's a lot of unwise things too in your human nature, but Despite all the unwise things in your soul, you have in your spirit the wisdom of God. And then Paul explains that he, Jesus is the wisdom. Wisdom is not just understanding. It's not just revelation. Wisdom is the person of Jesus. 
He is our wisdom. And then he explains, so he is our righteousness. Now you see, everybody who wants to be serious about living a Christian life knows that because God is righteous, he has called us to be righteous. He wants us to live in right ways, in what he considers right ways, not what we consider right ways. And that actually we can only be saved, we can only belong to the kingdom of God, we can only be the children of God if we are made righteous in God's sight. And that's why, unless somebody is born again, they can't even see the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. As Jesus made clear, you've got to be born again because it's in that act you are made righteous in God's sight. But it's not enough to be made righteous. We have then got to live in righteousness. And you remember Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So what most Christians try to do is they understand this and they say, right, I've got to try to live a righteous life. But what is so confusing and very often self-condemning, what makes people feel failures, is that they realize that the more they try to live a righteous life, the more they fail. That even though they may do some righteous things, there are so many unrighteous things about them that it becomes quite discouraging. So is another way of putting this, Colin, because we really want to bring our audience with us, our listeners with us. Is it as if God has put a million pounds in us? He's deposited something in us. Wisdom, well, for example. But we're not drawing on it. We're not using it. I wouldn't put it like that. I'd say, no, he hasn't. You see, because a million pounds is, is a thing. It's an object. And he's put in us a person, not an object. And this is the big difference of what I'm saying. He hasn't just put uh, an anointing. He hasn't just put some kind of spiritual power within us. He's put the person of Jesus. And you see, what, what Paul is saying is, he is our righteousness. Not that he's given us righteousness. Because if he, if he gave me righteousness, I, you know, I'm still going to fail because of my humanity and my weakness. Every time I sin, I'm not righteous. And so I need to confess my sin and be cleansed of all unrighteousness. But what makes me acceptable to God is not that I have to be righteousness and constantly fail, so constantly have to get back into God's good books. But he's actually put the person who is righteous within me. So what Paul is saying is Christ is your righteousness. Now, that sounds okay in theory, but what does it mean in practice? It means no matter what is in front of me, no matter what it is I have to do, I can choose to do it, and I can try to do it in the right way, or I can defer to the person who lives in me and say, Jesus, you are my righteousness. You can enable righteousness in this situation. You work it in me so that what comes out is Jesus, not me, not me trying to be righteousness, but something that is an expression of Jesus himself. Now, this is exactly what Jesus was aiming at 
teaching his disciples. And again, John explains when Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit that he said, from deep within us, there are to flow rivers of living water. And then John explains this, he said of the Spirit who was not yet given because he was not yet glorified. You see, if you have the Spirit, you have the person of Jesus within you. And he's saying, from the person of Jesus, there is to flow a river of righteousness. Not your righteousness, not you trying to be righteous, not you trying to please God by what you do, but his life, his righteousness. And how do we actually appreciate that? How do we live in, the, in that truth? Because you find that when you trust Jesus to come forth like that, you are able to do things and to walk in a righteousness which you know would never be capable of if you were trusting in yourself and your own ability and your own attempts at being righteous. No matter how much you screwed up your courage and your determination, you still wouldn't make it. And then when you trust in the righteousness of the one who lives within you, you say, wow, you know, Jesus enabled me to do that. And I, I would just never have guessed that, that it was possible for me. And you see, he goes even beyond that because Paul then says to the Corinthians, and he is your holiness. Now, if you know the scripture, you know that God has said Old Testament and New Testament, be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. But you see, where is this holy God? Up in heaven, reigning in glory, yes. But he's also in you as a believer. He is in you, not a blessing. He is in you. The Holy One is in you. So your holiness, like your righteousness, is not you trying to be a holy person, not you trying to impress others with how sanctified you are or anything like that, but of realizing, well, Jesus is my holiness. I can see in my flesh, I can see in my self-life all kinds of unholiness. I can see that I get tempted to be unholy. I can see that my flesh is attracted by unholy things around me, but within me, I have the Holy One. So I don't actually have to walk in the unholiness if I trust in the Holy One who lives within me. And you know, the revelation gets better and better and better because this, this is only just the beginning. What we've seen is, you see, I don't have to live a life to try to please God. The only way in which I can please God, the scripture says, is by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if I'm going to live the life that will please God, I've got to trust the life that is in me. And the life that is in me is Christ, Christ in me. If I'm going to live a righteous life, it's not no good me trying to be righteous. I'll never make it. I've got to trust in the one who is righteous, who lives within me. If I'm going to live the holy life that the scripture says I am to live as a believer, then I've got to trust in the Holy One who is within me. And this, this has further, much further, and even more exciting for us, I think, in some ways, repercussions, as we see, well, this is the secret to how to get healed. This is the secret to how to get your prayers answered. This is the secret to how to receive into your life all the provision you ever need. And we'll see that tomorrow. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 